When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Yeah, baby. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you're going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era in streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about making that trip, picking a movie out by hand, and watching it when you got home. On this podcast, we cryogenically freeze ourselves so we can revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era Mm -hmm. to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. Allow myself to introduce myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, two dudes whose childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon, luge lessons. In the spring, they'd make meat helmets. Meat helmets. Mm. Sean Fryer and AJ Vince, how the heck are ya? Yeah, man. Summers when I was in insolent, Rangoon. I was placed in the burlap sack and beaten with reeds. Yeah. Pretty standard. Pretty standard <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Summers in Rangoon are pretty awesome. Summers in Rangoon. <laughs> I didn't even know Rangoon was a place. Is I that just where thought they... it was an appetizer. I did, too. Uh, are there crabs from... There's gotta be. Yeah. Uh, also, happy belated birthday to our boy Bud Larson, one of ah, our executive producers. Happy birthday. I just wanted to say that. My boys, on this episode, we will discuss a movie that spoofed one of the most popular film franchises of all time, a movie that led the charge out of the VHS era into the DVD era, the first movie and least grossing in a franchise of three total movies. We are, of course, talking about 1997's. Austin Powers, international man of mystery. Yeah, mm-hmm. baby! Do I make you horny? Do I make you randy, baby? Come on. Remember when we all said that? <laughs> and for those looking to find this movie as of the recording of this episode in uh, late August 2022, I believe you got to purchase it, right? Yes. I could not find it anywhere else. Yep. Cost me it cost me $8 this time around, guys. <laughs> Why? Because uh, you had to buy it twice? I had to buy it twice. <laughs> I, I started the movie, and then I and then I just left. I just left, guys. And then all of a sudden, yeah. And then I came t- back, and I realized it was it was at least 36 hours later, yeah. and I only had it for 24. Yeah. So. Dude, yeah. It's, it's, they've <laughs> kind of cornered that market as of, like, the convenience of just yeah. pressing uh. yes to buying it, because you could go out and find this fucking movie for $2. <laughs> Epic frustration. Yeah. I'm not leaving the house. It would have been better <laughs> if I just added it to my errands list on, like, Friday afternoon, <laughs> yeah. right. One other quick note. This movie was voted on directly by our Patreon members. AJ popped up some parody movies, five of them, for them to vote on. Uh, we had Naked Gun, Not Another uh, Teen Movie, Scary yeah. Movie, Hot Shots, and Austin Powers. This had 40% of the vote Are wow. you kidding from our Patreon me? members. Wow. Yes. So if you want to directly support this podcast but also be involved in voting on upcoming episodes, like let's say you're really against this choice mm-hmm. out of all those, you got to join. You get yep. access to the private 
private Discord server yep. and over 80 hours of bonus audio content, and you get to vote on those upcoming movies. Patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast. Thanks to everybody. Uh, we got over 200 people now supporting yeah. us directly, and we are so grateful for you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, keep that in mind, guys. If you don't like this movie choice, it's technically your fault. Yep. It really is. So. <laughs> and you can always support us. Hit that little share icon on your podcast app. Directly message this to some people or add us on social media. Confusedbreakfast.com. That's all I got to say. Weird. In order to properly dissect this movie and review it with a modern eye, we must first discuss it with pure nostalgia. AJ, let's start with you. First time you saw the movie, what your nostalgic rating is. This movie came out in 97. Um, and I didn't see it until like 2005. Mm. Like I, it took a long, okay, I'll, I'll say 2003. So you've, you've kind of always been this way. Oh yeah. It's, it's terrible. When, when something's like a craze, you're just yeah. like, no, That's not, not for me. me. Not for me, dog. I'm not doing it right now. I remember it being a craze. I do. I remember, I very specifically remember staying the night at my cousin Joe's house. I remember him just quoting this movie constantly, but I didn't get it. And he's like, it, it was very funny to him. And I thought it was funny, but I didn't understand why it was funny. And so I finally did end up seeing this movie, and uh, and I fell in love with the movie. Like, it was a very rare occurrence that it wasn't overhyped enough. Somehow it wasn't overhyped That's enough. That's interesting. That I despised this movie when while, while probably because the internet wasn't a, such a big thing. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he hated he hated Holy Grail. That's very true. That's true. Yeah, so, yeah. remember yeah. that? Yeah, I do. Uh, won't let him forget it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I loved it when I first saw it, man. I thought it was very funny. I loved Mike Myers. Uh, it was a shock to me seeing him after seeing like Wayne's World. Yep. It's one of those things that you just have this image of somebody in your head, and then it's different. This you is know? what so, they look like. Yeah, I know that's what he looks like. He's just Wayne Campbell. So, uh, But then I saw it, and so I would have to say um, I'm, I'm going to give this a nostalgic rating of a 7.9. 7.9-er, nice. Sean. Yeah. What about you, man? Uh, yeah, this, I I remember vividly getting the VHS of this for my birthday. We I watched it with my cousins in Illinois, and we just fell over laughing and loved it. Like lo- it's just silly, silly, stupid comedy. Didn't know what it was referencing at the time, and I had never seen a James Bond film. And so when I went to see a James Bond film, I'm like this is just Austin Powers. <laughs> Where did they get this? <laughs> what, um, a, what a ripoff! This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I I loved them. I I loved every. Uh, sequel even uh i'd have to say i give this one a i yeah i'm up there an eight an yeah. eight i'm also gonna reflect sean on that one i am an eight i i did i got this on dvd and it was just so cool to have all these like deleted scenes and special <laughs> features it was mind-blowing to me Ooh, fembots oh, extra fembots footage yeah i mean it was it was just it was a phenomenon <laughs> completely i loved mike myers loved james bond movies it was kind of the perfect storm, so yeah, I'm, I'm an eight as well. Executive producer Tyler Dark says, does this movie make you Randy boys? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we are back at it with another Mike Myers classic with Austin Powers this week. I'll be the first to say it. I was definitely too young to be watching this movie when I did, but it was a car trip movie when I was a kid. I brought it on every trip and understood about a fourth of the jokes and references the whole time and still somehow had an absolute blast. A little embarrassing honest moment here. I was incredibly too old when I figured out Mike played played both Dr. Evil and Austin <laughs> Powers. With that tidbit in the air, it's time I gave you my nostalgic score, and that is going to be a big 8.9. All right. So that take that's a pretty high score. That's, that's got to be pretty high. That is an 8.2 wow. nostalgically, which <laughs> takes us to top 10. That is number 10 on the list. That's slightly uh, better than Spaceballs, slightly worse than Mortal Kombat as far as our nostalgic <laughs> rating is. 
Yeah, that yeah. makes that makes perfect sense. Mortal Kombat's just I, we don't even need to do nostalgic ratings anymore because it's just like this makes no sense. <laughs> but I must say that is a triple feature, especially like as a kid. Yeah, damn, like that's if, a fun night. If you just get to, got to keep like refilling your popcorn bucket, yeah. are you kidding me? That is a fun night. <laughs> Mountain Dew, come on, Dude, man. Code, code red, code red. Ah, code red. Yeah. Uh, is anybody a live wire person? Is anybody a live wire God, person? Gross. My brother was. Yeah, live wire? No, uh, Mike. No. no. All right, fine. I don't even know what you're talking about. LimeWire, the Lime, illegal Lime. downloading uh, yes. software. It was like yes, the yes. orange yeah. one, the, yep. the Mountain Dew orange. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, bear share. The Mountain Dew bear share. Never mind. I'm mixing. Let's move on. Well, my dudes, I want to tell you, uh, I actually had a pretty rough day on Friday. My I'm my sorry. cat, my best friend, Sergeant Meonstein, he got the crystal peen, is like we like we yeah. call it. You know, oh. where you get you get crystals in your in your urethra, yeah. and all of a sudden you can't piss anymore, and it's like it's dangerous. Male cats can die within like a day. Uh, so I took him at the vet, took him to the vet at eight a.m. Forty five minute drive both ways. He is an absolute psycho and cannot ride in cars. Like so, it's <laughs> it's. The worst experience of my life, 45 minutes each way with him going nuts. He's okay. He's good. Okay, good. I needed some booze really bad when I got home at about 1 p.m. on Friday, so I took the rest of the day off, sat on my porch. I, I kind of lost myself in some Cedar Ridge whiskey. It was a beautiful yeah. day. First, I poured, uh, I used the bourbon. I made two old fashions mm. at 2 in the afternoon mm. on a Friday, <laughs> and then I moved yes. to the quintessential single malt and sipped on a few of those. Uh, had the Love spins by you. about 9 p.m., fought it, got to bed, had a great night. It took all my troubles away. I'm not saying this is the solution to all your problems, okay? <laughs> you I'm got not telling you that. Drink. Cedar Ridge whiskey. <laughs> Cedar Ridge. I'm just saying it was the perfect solution to my yeah. problems of the day because yeah. Cedar Ridge whiskey is so smooth. It like it sets me back. It calms me down. We're absolutely grateful for this company for sponsoring us. It's only natural. We sing the praises of Cedar Ridge whiskey to all of you, so please go out, grab a bottle. Uh, they've got so many incredible whiskey products at your local stores. You can go online if they don't have it. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com Order it straight to your door. Enjoy responsibly. And remember, supporting Cedar Ridge not only puts amazing whiskey in your belly yep. during times of trouble, mm-hmm. but it also directly supports this podcast. Yes. That's all I have to say. Times of trouble times and times of good times. I just, I don't know. What what would I have drank? Like vodka or no, something? Gross. That would have been terrible. I mean, I would have made it trouble. even worse. You could have had this vodka from Cedar Ridge, yeah, I guess. But like, but like no. you, want, you, want this, you want the quintessential when you want the quintessential. <laughs> So that's cedarridge.com, just so you guys know. Just say it. Times of trouble, Cedar Ridge, come to me, <laughs> sipping words of wisdom into me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, next is time to learn all the pertinent and important details of this movie. Sean, that is your job. What do you got, man? All right. <laughs> Produced by Suzanne Todd, Jennifer Todd, Mike Myers, and Demi Moore. Demi. Okay. Dimey. Written by Mike Myers. Cinematography by Peter Deming. Uh, My Cousin Vinny, uh, Lost Highway, Mulholland Drive, Mystery Alaska, Drag Me to Hell, Ooh. and Scream 2 through 4. Those Ooh. are movies. They, uh, he's, a, he's a pretty good one. <laughs> those <Jeez. are> movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those are movies. Yeah, yeah. he oh did them. He did this. <laughs> That's his fault. Those are other movies. Edited by Deborah Neal Fisher and Don Hogat. Mm. Music by George S. Clinton. Space Jam remake and Mortal Kombat. Mike. Nice, nice. Costumes, costumes by Dina Apple. I wanted to get those in there. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Jay Roach. Cast, Mike Myers, Elizabeth Hurley, Michael York, Mimi Rogers, uh, Robert Wagner, Seth Green, Clint Howard, Fabiana Udinio. 
<laughs> of course. Mindy Sterling, Charles Napier, and Will Ferrell. Mike Myers created the character of Austin Powers after being in a faux 60s rock band called Ming T after his stint at Saturday Night Live. After the passing of Myers' father in 1991, Myers took stock of how much his dad influenced him, especially with showing him things like James Bond, Peter Sellers, The Beatles, Dudley Moore, The Goodies. I thought it said The Goonies for sure. Um, and Peter Cook. Myers began flirting with his wife in a British accent and doing an entire routine for her. His wife said Role he should play. write it down so he can remember and do it later. The act of Myers writing that down became the script for Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. That's insane. Best movie we're doing today. Yep. Mike Myers originally did not want to play multiple characters in the film. Myers originally wanted Jim Carrey to play Dr. Evil, but he had scheduling conflicts with Liar Liar. Could like, you imagine? Like I... You know, we talk about that a lot where, like, you know, like Bill Murray was supposed to play this part, and you're like, well, yeah. of course, that'd be amazing. And yes, Jim Carrey at this height of his career yeah. would have been incredible, but we'll get into it later. I, I am glad that didn't happen. I am very glad. Yes. I, yeah. Yes. We'll, but we'll it, but if it. you were going to pick one other person, Jim Carrey. Has to be. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. Got to, mister. You when Myers filled the role, he based the character off Dana Carvey's impersonation of SNL producer Lauren Michaels. Carvey was a little pissed at Myers for that we one. We talked about that in the Wayne's World yeah. episode, if you want to go back to that. there's they, they were not very happy about that. I think he does a mixture of the uh, Donald Pleasance character yeah. in I think Only Live Once or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's a mixture of that yeah. with, with Lauren Michaels, and I think it's, you know... Maybe a little bit. I mean, that would probably piss me off too if I was Dana Carvey. But also, it's two different impersonations. Yeah, well, and there, there's a lot to unpack there because, like, not only did Dana Carvey essentially come up with that impression that then Mike Myers took and yeah. made millions of dollars off, but he also canceled Wayne's World to go do this. So <laughs> yeah. he's basically like, "Fuck you, Dana Carvey." Yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm just gonna play all the characters because yeah, I'm I don't need the you. best. We're not a comic comedic duo. Yeah, you're just the guy. See, I can do everything. <laughs> okay, so I just don't need. I'm you. just gonna do that. Just make sure you got margarine for for my bagels, or else I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Awesome Powers was released on May second, nineteen ninety seven, with a budget of sixteen point five million dollars. The film made nine point five million its opening weekend, and would overall take sixty seven point eight million, inspire two sequels, and become several defining characters of cinema history. Uh, it wasn't that successful when it was released, as you can imagine, but. Um, the rise of DVD oh, yeah. and, and home releases, uh, it, be it became a big, big deal. That's well, all I got. Up next, we got yeah. AJ. He does the research for us, gives us the ratings and reviews of That's this true. movie. What do you got, man? I do. I hope I've... there's some fun gag that we usually do at this point. Uh, there might be. Ooh, we should have usually... a, like an audio stinger to go along with this. Okay, okay. well, hang on. Let me see what if, if I we remind to... ourselves. Will we go back in time and remind ourselves to yeah. come to this moment? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. freeze ourselves, go back in time. Mm. The tomato, tomato meter. Gross. Thanks, AJ, from the past. <laughs> yeah. uh, Remember a trash can. A trash, <laughs> a trash can. Seventy-two <laughs> percent is what I'm thinking of. Ah. Uh, how about that, guys? Seventy-two percent on the tomato meter. Sexy. Where do you think that is? That's pretty much middle of the pact of any movie we've done. That's that number sense. thirty-five. That is tied with Explorers and Batman, as far hey. as the critics are concerned. Mm. I'll take it. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, audiences liked it a little bit more at seventy-seven percent. Mm. 
uh, in this ride. And then uh, IMDb came in at seven. Oh, weird. Seven? Just a plain oh. old seven. Huh. So the exact same as last week, American Pie, Wayne's World, Happy Gilmore, Monster Squad, <laughs> Cool Runnings, Uncle Buck, Bill and Ted. Yeah. yeah. yeah same movie. Those. Basically the same thing. Same movie. It's a movie. Give it a seven. It's a movie, and it's not that bad. It's basically only only like uh, blights on humanity, like uh, Three Ninjas or Blank Check, do not or bio get lower than a seven. Oh, one hundred (laughs) percent. Oh yeah. (laughs) Let's roll through some critics. Ten by Film.com. Sean Means. He said, "I see Austin Powers as Myers' desperate cry for help." A plea to stop him before he does shtick again. Oh, it's a 10 out of 100. I see. I see. Uh, 10, of a, 10 out of 100. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I, I did not specify. That was an important was like 10. Oh, wow. He really liked it. Oh, man. He must love it. Ooh, <laughs> guess not. Uh, Dallas Observer, 50 out of 100. What the movie mostly sends up is its star and screenwriter, Michael Myers. That's not all bad. Uh, TV Guide Magazine said amiable, brightly colored spoof of 60s pop culture. Um, and I'm going to jump up a little bit further. This is a 60 from Reader. Uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum, he said, what's really fun about this silly and spirited comedy isn't just the ribbing of swinging London uh, fashion and social attitudes, but the use of the compulsive zoom and split screen mosaics Mm. of commercial movies of the 60s, which I do really like. I think that's kind of a nice little uh, homage, as you might say, Sean. Um, This is 100 out of 100. Myers Myers gives us all of the exaggerated physical shtick of Jim Carrey, uh, plus wow. the added bonus of wickedly clever writing that refuses to let you escape. Hmm. Um, so, okay. if, uh, yeah, you know, we'll just, we'll just build it up it a little was, bit. I really uh, liked it. That's cool. <laughs> you know, okay. He's like a nice guy. He seems like a nice review. He's <laughs> a nice guy. Uh, this is obviously one of the worst movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Vulgar, even worse, totally unfunny and made for the 12 year old mind. The kind of movie that shows how low civilization has fallen in the last 100 years. I could not bear to watch more than the first half of this desperately unamusing attempt to cash in on the lack of taste of modern society. Everyone knows 1897 (laughs) was the last good year on the planet. Best year for movies. Uh, Moving people on stage. Sips wine while (laughs) sitting pantless in front of his computer. (laughs) Take that. Take that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Let's see. This movie, the movie that ate my brain. It's a one out of ten. (laughs) Goosebumps book. Goosebumps. (laughs) 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 The movie that ate my brain. (laughs) The fact that it would be Austin Powers would be even better. (laughs) Just this huge mangly teeth taking a bite out of him. You can already see the cover. It looks awesome. It looks great. (laughs) It's the cover of that magazine in the very beginning with just his face on it. Turn the Uh, page and it's just high. Tomorrow stuff. <laughs> Don't let the high rating fool you. If you like humor by repetition and excess, then this movie, then this is the movie for you. Repetition, excess, yeah, it sounds like comedy. Yep, yeah, it's, yep, it's, a, yep. it's humor. It's, it's by definition almost. Uh, I got more laughs from the looks that my girlfriend gave me while watching this absurd movie <sighs> than from the movie itself. It was so bad we turned it off after an hour to watch her chick flick, First Wives Club. <laughs> <laughs> And I had to finish it by myself later. <laughs> all in all, I am sorry that I wasted the electricity to view this film. <laughs> Not to mention the time and 99 cent rental fee. 
Stay away from this film. Go see something good, like something about Mary. Like First Wives Club. Like <laughs> First Wives Club. Uh, yeah, he definitely got laid for writing that review. Guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, babes, I mentioned you in my review. So. Uh, I don't care. You still stink and look stupid. <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> well, I got I to got, I give you one last one. So one out of ten. Some things are best left in the past, said Alex. And then apparently leaves their phone number. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the most recent review that I that I found uh, of the movie, pretty much. Uh, and this person was also sipping wine while being pantless. This film is about as entertaining as a nonstop flight to Australia and the U- from the UK in in economy class. And everyone, everyone relates. Yeah, you you get it. You, I'm, you're on board now. So you want to start? You want to start a story and like grab the audience right yeah. away? He literally alienated maybe seventy <laughs> percent yeah. of the population. I should have read that in a stuck-up tone. Sorry, guys. Uh, and that was only after twenty minutes of viewing, which was all I could stomach. I know it's meant to be a spoof, but all we get is a series of desperately unfunny, outdated, forced, cliche-filled gags and toilet humor. The fact that this somehow passed for comedy, even back in the 90s, I still find astonishing. Do yourself a favor and watch a James Bond movie instead. Yeah, because those are way funnier. Because those are so much funnier. (laughs) The humor is delightful. It's just there. Well, boys, what do you say we come out of cryo sleep and grab our personal effects? Please. The crushed blue velvet suit. The frilly lace cravat. Of course, yes. Silver medallions with male symbol. Yeah, absolutely. One pair of Italian boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, bonjour, bonjour. I have those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one Swedish made penis enlarger pump. Uh, no, wait. Because this sort of thing is our bag, baby. <laughs> That's not mine. Baby. Here we go. In 1967, British spy Austin Powers thwarts an assassination attempt by his nemesis, Dr. Evil, in a London nightclub. Dr. Evil escapes to space in a rocket and cryogenically freezes himself. Powers volunteers to be placed in cryostasis in case Dr. Evil returns in the future. 30 years later, Dr. Evil returns to Earth. Austin Powers is thawed out, briefed on what has happened, and sent to Las Vegas with Vanessa Kensington. (laughs) Kensington. This is Kensington. This is Kensington. I love, like, right away, I, I had not seen this movie in a long time. Uh-huh. And right away, like, I'm already just laughing at the, the, the quotability of this movie. Like, like the friggin' idiots. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when he, just the way he delivers those lines, that it's a man, man. It's a man, <laughs> it's, baby. Like, all, all that stuff, like, just immediately popped me right back into this movie, yeah. right from the start. Like, I wasn't waiting for it to go. I was in. I mean, th- I mean th- these movies, I watched all three of them. Just because I, I wanted to. <laughs> it's like So just, like me with American Pie. Basically. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to go back. Just the intros, man. The music. I mean, George S. Clinton, your favorite composer of all time. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, doing Mortal Kombat and everything. <laughs> um, it's it's great. It sounds like it would be like uh, Burt Bacharach composed it or... Uh, Soul Bossa Nova is that song. It's mm. so catchy and so much fun. Like the intro credits alone are just so, like grab you right away. Yeah. 
That song, that song is so it is like rarely is a song so perfectly fit yeah. for a character in a movie as Soul Bossa Nova is. I mean, it's it's the Austin Powers song, the intro track. I thought it was. Yeah, it's I like, just thought it was. Yeah, like to be completely honest with you, I didn't realize it wasn't written for this. Yeah, because it's it is just iconically Austin Powers. Yeah, one hundred percent Quincy Jones. Yeah. Like, you're telling me you don't think of Austin Powers when you hear that. Exactly. Oh, no, I just love the Quincy Jones uh, classic. Yeah. I saw him on uh, tour last year, Ripped Ass. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, it was ass. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Quincy Jones ripped ass. Quincy Jones ripped opened ass, up for bro. widespread panic. Ripped ass, dude. <laughs> Fuck, I saw him four days in a row, different set list every night. Oh, <laughs> <Ugh>, man. <laughs> um, I like how Dr. Evil says these are his deadliest, deadliest assassins. Yeah. It looks like a table of, like, People who walk Vegas for petty cash, <laughs> just dressed as like a like ones in like a, a military outfit, and like obviously the Lucky Charms guy later, <laughs> and then like Will Ferrell I is could as not Mustafa. It was Will Ferrell. I totally, <laughs> totally forgot he was in this movie. Oh my gosh! Wasn't this his first movie? Yeah, oh, it, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't so. know. Was, no, it was I his think, first. Movie? I think this was Will Ferrell's first movie role. Really? Are you serious? Because he was. This is '97. He was. Uh, 1995 is when he started on Saturday Night Live. My calculations were perfect. <laughs> Stop it. I'm looking it up. Uh, you it's, have it, to. It has to be. Like, that, I, oh, that's I, I, I audibly gasped when I'm like, oh, man, it's Will Ferrell. I forgot. It's so crazy because, like, I never – I remember watching this movie and and not thinking anything of that character. No, not other, at all. Other than the fact of, like, oh, it was funny because – it was funny when he finally died. It was hilarious. That no, that was a very funny scene. That is the first time I can think of this kind of comedy entering my life of just this of the beat the dead horse. And it's so Will Ferrell. Oh my gosh. He was in a movie called Men Seeking Women, but then right after that was Mustafa. So, so we'll, we're just, just gonna say, let's just say this so was his this first was his role. first yep. good yep. role. Yep. Here ready good for, for the TikTok. This was Will Ferrell's first role. Yep. Oh my the, goodness. Can you believe it? Uh, He's so that? funny. In what this. a funny guy. Oh, you man. wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're you're absolutely right. Like this table of people and like the <laughs> the chairs falling backwards oh, into the flame. This is this is a group that definitely got mixed up nights for like in the basement of a VA or something for what meeting was supposed to be happening. Oh, you know what I mean? Like this is either some sort of veterans like group mixed with AA and it's just not a good time. <laughs> like nobody's having fun. No. Like they all went back in those chairs and then you have just Will Ferrell and uh, what's her name? Frau Frau Farbissena. I love I love she's her. So she's so, very good. So much. Uh, she is absolutely hilarious. But I do love how it starts in the evil part of this. It starts with the villain. Yes. I actually really like that. Yes. I think yeah. that's a very clever choice. And then we go into the musical number of Austin Powers. And, and he like free- walks out. Dun, 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 dun. It's the freeze flip. Yeah. Dude, it's amazing. When he does that with when the when the <laughs> cop walks up and he like they like freeze and he's like <laughs> and he starts dancing with them. And then that cop is doing flips down the street yep. later. Yep. Is absolutely that's just I uh, for something about this intro, this part of this introduction, this movie gets me hyped, yeah, mm-hmm. like hyped really hard. So I loved it so much. I love like as we'll get into it. I love the structure of these movies, like uh, uh, James Bond or s- secret agent movies. I guess you know, I love the structure of them. And so right away when this comes in, 
I I just I'm just comfortable, and so like when the when this intro thing, the dance and everything starts, <sighs> it's just like oh that's fun. Yeah, like that's the kind of wow. tone you're gonna get as well as this structure of you know we have to defeat pure evil who wants a million dollars in 1997. <laughs> I I'm <laughs> slightly embarrassed to admit that I totally forgot that that this was the plot that it started in 67 and they froze themselves to get to 97. Yeah. I just totally, I just totally forgot that. And yeah. I was just like, oh yeah, it's just Austin Powers. He just, this is how he is. And he lives in the night. He's like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That's why he's that way. And he's moving to the future. There's, Got it. There's Got a, it. there's a part in the sequel. I know we're not talking about that per se, but there's a part in the sequel where also Basil exposition, fucking greatest name ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking to, Awesome powers, like he's gonna go back in time again in the '60s uh, to see Heather Graham or whatever, and uh, he's like, uh, "Wasn't uh, this feels very familiar? This kind of plot." He's like, "Yeah, well, we're just you're just along for the ride." And he's like, "And so are you?" Looking straight down the middle of the camera, he's like, "Yes." <laughs> I'm like, "They don't care. They they know what the, this this movie knows what it is, and I yeah. I love it for that too." So somehow we allow this movie to be a spoof and like very on the nose in that regard, but we let it get away with the idea that it is somehow a real storyline like austin powers is like oh no no this is i buy this yeah i'm good with austin powers being kind of a real person it's you know? the, i think it's the confidence factor it's yeah. like if they own this they're just like no this is it yeah. this is we're gonna blow this spoof out of the water and it's gonna be so awesome that you're just gonna be like oh that's the guy yeah in fact didn't daniel daniel craig basically came out and said that austin powers completely ruined James the whole, Bond. The whole yeah. vibe, the whole campiness of it. And, and it makes sense because then they switch when Daniel Craig came on, it switched to more of like a dark and yeah. they had to. They're so thank Mission God. Impossible movies now, yeah. pretty much. And and thank God for that because like they could not have gone back and done a James Bond movie the same way they used to. Right. No. Would, people would have been like, what the fuck is this? You're this totally right. I mean, awesome like, powers. when Scary Movie came out, I'm like, every every slasher movie that I saw going forward, I'm like, it's just the it's just Scary Movie. And yeah. like, I, I, it's hard to take them a little seriously anymore they unless they're really good. You when, know? You, when you're making fun of something, but you actually do it better. You do it better. Oh. Honestly, like, even Scary Movie has a, has a nice slasher movie structure yeah. that's comfortable to me. And this has the same, like I was just saying. You Cover know? bands, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love them. I love them all. No, they're no. all great, especially trivia acts. No, I really love them. <laughs> I love them all. Uh, this party looks dope as fuck. Damn. This 60s, like, the whole production design and costumes are, like, so eye-catching, and it's so much fun to watch. What is the song? What is the song? It's like it's Strawberry something. something. Uh, I cannot remember the That's playing in the club? Yeah. It's like, and I, is I, it not like I like to dream? No, it's like it's like incense, chemicals, and oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love it so much because it adds into the so so well. And I, there's always that classic question of if you could travel back in time to any time frame to live, when would it be? I'd be like, I want to go back there. Yeah, I want to go have fun at in this like sixty swinging London vibe. The what? song. Yes. The song is called Incense and Peppermints Incense. by the Strawberry Alarm Clock. Strawberry Alarm Clock. <laughs> Such a 60s. <laughs> like, and then they literally mention like, something about sentences that don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> in the song, and I love that so much. It's such like a high LSD '60s band name. Yeah. Like the, I think like the, there's another one out there called like the Ninth Elevators or something. Yeah. Like, what does that dude, mean? This song came out in 1967. Good on that. I, I love it, them. dude. That's that's great that they were on time with that. And 
I love the Andy. Uh, who is it? Andy Warhol. Yeah, got, like sitting there, like <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be there. Call me crazy, but like I don't. I'm not like a fan of that scene. You know, but I just uh, like just, of just the like yeah, whatever, free love, yeah. groovy baby. Yeah. I'm gonna go paint something. It's my <laughs> happening, baby, and it freaks me out. <laughs> I'm like I've never been like a hippie type. Like yeah. oh whatever, like cool, yeah. we do whatever we want. It's yeah. awesome. I, I'm sure that once I got there, I'd be like. Oh man, I don't think I should be here. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, on, on, the, on the Woodstock documentary, yeah. um, I, they were showing footage from the old one. I was like, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, they're, like, they're all that like, guy's just dancing. I don't like it. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh man, it's really dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like a chick, a chick's like, oh wow, she's really fine, and like she goes like this, and like. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of hair in weird spots. It's like, and you know what? It'd be if, fine if that's on you. If that's hey, your thing, I, whatever. Well, it would be fine if it wasn't collecting so much mud. Because everybody in there, everybody at Woodstock, man, woman, whoever, like you're a person, you're collecting mud. And right, we have to assume that that club probably smelled like bo and yes. weed. Yes, which is the Just, same smell. Bo sort of, and weed. Sort of a weird. Because there wasn't but, a lot of clothes. Nah. You know. And so you just gotta understand what you're getting. She's a man, baby. She's a man, baby. Does she say it's a man, man? It's a, it's a, I think it's a man. It's a man, man. It's a man. She looked good as a as a man. He looked, he looks fantastic. But what a great joke! What a, what a, what a hilarious way to do this joke, where it's, it's obvious like two different people. Clear as day. It's just clear as day. It's the wet American summer stunt double thing. Yeah, it's perfect. And it's just, it is absolutely hilarious to me that it's just like this, this very nice, like, cute looking waitress, like Mr. Power. Can I get you a drink, Mr. Power? (laughs) 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 Breaks her right in the nose. (laughs) It's just like when it's laying, when when she's laying down. What are you doing? Yeah, when it when it switches to just her laying down, it's just a guy. <laughs> like hair, <laughs> like a bulge in his it's pants. Like the yeah. wet hot American summer, not hiding a stunt man whatsoever. No. And the icing, the cherry on top is the is the sound effect when he rips off the wig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that is like so funny. It's like oh, <laughs> well, it's just like it's such like a it, shock to everyone. Since they're in on it, they can have fun with it. Yeah. Of course, you know. And like it, this movie just seems like it was so much fun to make too, yeah. which also shines through and makes me like it a little bit more. I don't know, but like once they get to like the whole freezing thing and they try and like catch you up to speed of like what the actual plot is, Basil exposition yep, doing yep. exposition. Um, it, <laughs> I it's love so it. they catch you up so fast, yeah, and without even like, knowing that it's happening. Yeah, You're exactly. just like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in. He's like, he was cryogenically frozen, and then Doctor Evil's cryogenically frozen. He's got to stop him in 1997, and it's like, I, yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> don't don't you think that this whole thing just makes no sense to me? It's oh like, yeah, is like we're basically <laughs> they're probably if Doctor Evil ever comes back in the future, we're probably gonna have even better like you know secret agents and yeah. maybe like better technology <laughs> and we don't have to keep Austin Powers jumbo jet uh, like up and ready yeah. ready to go <laughs> right. we don't have to keep his car tuned up right like you know we can just let Austin Powers live the rest of his life and then if Dr. Evil ever comes back we'll have somebody else that'll take care of it yeah you would like think a James Bond Bond maybe yeah who knows Tom uh, Cruise will take care of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's very true that like um, how hung up I will get on things like when Doctor Evil escapes, and this pod it just goes up kind of into nothing <laughs> because there's like how does that go up into the big boy rocket, and like I just I get caught up on these like ah oh, 
Well, yeah, no, we just we just assume that 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 rod that's pulling this tube it goes all the way up to it goes the around head the gas tanks and goes through the, the booster ga- through the boosters like up into the burger or whatever he's you know into the head of this thing and you're just, it's like no I'm fine with it I just believed it as a kid I mean sounds good why why do I care why should I care honestly I don't know have you guys had once he's unfrozen he takes the world's largest piss. Mm-hmm. Have you guys had a piss like this where you you you're there and you're like yeah I had to pee so bad but like after like five minutes like, I'm still here you're evacuation slight, you're slightly getting concerned that maybe the toilet bowl may fill up yeah. the entire piss yeah 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 you're like yeah, I don't know has that ever happened yeah. before? And in 1997 did they have the fail safe ones where probably they like, kind of sense yeah. I don't know probably not dude I filled up the entire like water bowl with bubbles oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have been there. Come on. Yeah, we've been there. <laughs> that whole the whole reanimation scene is hilarious. How he's acting like he's completely out of it. He's just like his glasses are on. <laughs> <laughs> They're tiny. His feet. The scene of his feet kind of going inward yeah. on each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> warm liquid goo phase <laughs> complete. <laughs> Evacuation. Come. 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 Complete. Com- complete. <laughs> Evacuation. Com- <laughs> it's such a great joke. It's like... Uh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> and it's not even... Like, as we talk about it and I reference it again, I'm like, okay, Jason, calm down. It's not that funny. It's like, yeah, but watch it. It is that funny. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. But it's it's like this kind of comedy is just like a, a warm... Like, this is a kind of movie where you can put on yep. and just forget about something and then once you're done forget the movie even happened yeah that's what this movie kind of yeah (laughs) whatever i forgot all about elizabeth hurley and then she walked in i was like stunning oh my god like her 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 acting her looks her girl next door vibe that she gives off this movie it's like what she sort of has been not present in the limelight Mm. at all for the last decade or so right I have. I know she had some. Uh, there was like a, a a bad divorce or something like that happened, mm-hmm. and I think her current husband had just passed away. Oh man! Um, so I think she's just been kind of out of the limelight. But man, she is uh, fan- focusing on family. Probably she's fantastic in this movie. When she yeah. walked in, it was like oh. after watching all three of them, she is definitely like she has the most substance right. of any like yeah. uh, Bond Austin Powers girl right. uh, of the of the series. And uh, yeah, it's it's totally missed. And like even in the sequel, they just kind of do away with her like right in the like right in the beginning she's a fembot yeah it's weird it's it's like why would like she's you got her why is she not in the rest of the movie i think of maybe like a joke to be like all the bond girls are so interchangeable every movie you know yeah i think but, that had to have been what it was about i and don't like, know if we're gonna have a sequel we can't have the international man of mystery sure like and sure. A, a movie titled the spy who shagged me like you know, it's only the same girl again. I don't know. And it's just like James Bond. It's the same thing. Every single time it's a new Bond movie. But even though he even though he ends up the movie ends happily ever after with this woman, usually. Yeah. Like, oh good, she'll be in the next one. I'm excited to see how their relationship blossoms. She was great. Actually nope. she was evil and wanted to kill him the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. It's P- Pussy Galore was so great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you looked up at that moment when you said that, and I saw like the light hit your eye. <laughs> I don't know what it was about that. You're like pussy galore. Uh, not Bing! sure. Not sure how James Bond ever got away with that name, but uh, a lot <laughs> yeah. of vagina. Same a lot thing, of vagina. Really. The like, exact same thing, right on the nose. This this whole movie is is a clinic on how to spoof something. Yeah, you could you could spend two hours. 
discussing every spoof and movie and James Bond instance and everything that they did and implanted into this movie as tributes. And and you probably still wouldn't have enough time to yeah. do it, to mm-hmm. dissect every little tribute and spoof they have in this movie. It's, it's quite insane if you read up on it, on all the individual references of just different James Bond movies and shit like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, even like down to the... Uh, everyday objects being like a, a secret, you know, bomb or like a, a, a projectile device or something like that. And then like the joke later on with the toothpaste and everything. He's like, no, this is that. I get it. My teeth are bad. <laughs> I get it. I have bad teeth. Okay. It's like, it's like, can we just not beat this dead horse right now while we're about to be dead horses? Like, come on, we just, <laughs> yeah. can we just please? <laughs> no, you're right. It's, it's, it's like, uh, I mean, what out of American summer, which I hope we will cover. We will. Um, it's a, good spoof of camp movies you know where, like people go to camp and shit it's it's it, it is a clinic you're right yeah. the, the penis pump gag is just so funny to me how they just keep moving forward with that he's like that's not mine it's like one receipt made out to austin powers for a swedish made penis pump that, that's not one, one warranty one card, warranty card. <laughs> Sorry, my, like, what, that's not my bag baby one book, one book. entitled swedish made penis and larger pumps and me this sort of thing, thing is, is my, my bag, bag baby <laughs> is my thing baby and, and his look the way when he's given him his items back yeah this is like Mike Myers at his finest when he looks when he'll like give her this seductive look. Yeah. Danger's my middle name. Dave. The way he's super short and he kind of looks at her, just confidence, and yeah. then then the Italian boots. Yeah. Oh, uh, buongiorno, buongiorno, boy. It's, it's, I, I think this is one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's it's phenomenal. And then again, it's just Mike Myers has these moments with like, and there's even moments uh, when we talked about Wayne's World that I don't even know if I brought up, but like when they're hammering on like the console in the very beginning of Wayne's World, and then you just see Mike Myers just like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> he has these faces. He's always performing. He's always oh, yeah. these yeah. reactions, even though the camera probably isn't on him or yeah. it shouldn't be on him. And then, and then like this is the same thing where, where obviously it was like, okay, we have this great reaction, and he's just like, Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like in Wayne's World too. Is like, oh, you can. There's a when he's hitting on Cassandra. He's yeah. like, oh, there's this party you can come to. He's like, oh, can I call you sometime? Oh, there's a party you can come see me there. He's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need that, but I love that. Yeah. I do. I love it so much, and I like. I'm glad. Like. It, and he, they just kind of, you know, just to get move, moving along, you know, ceremony, you know, just keep going. And and I love his. It's this is a great little introduction to how his relationship is going to be with uh, Vanessa. Yep. So, yeah. Well, before we move on to the next scene, uh, have you seen what we've been wearing lately? If you've been watching us on YouTube. We got Felix Gray glasses in the studio. In case you don't know what that is, this company makes blue light filtering glasses that filters out all the harmful blue light that hits our eyeballs constantly all day long. These aren't funny-looking glasses. They're completely normal-looking. They're stylish, comfortable glasses that protect our eyes from the damaging effects of blue light, which emanates from computer screens, phones, TVs, pretty much everything that we do in our entire life. It's no secret we we love these glasses, and we each have multiple pairs. I've got a Nash and a Volta. Nash has my prescription in it, and it's the one that I when I take my contacts out, I'm wearing it at home, wearing it around the house, watching a little TV before I go to bed. And the Voltas are like my every day. I have them sitting at my desk at home, and if I'm on the computer, I'm editing like stuff for this podcast. I'm doing some work. 
I pop those on. Yeah. And it just, it just, I don't know. And I know for a fact that like it can keep some headaches away from me from like massive screen time. For sure. And it helps. I, I've been, no, I told you that from the start. Like I noticed that I dream and sleep much better than I ever have. Cause if I'm laying in bed at night, like watching YouTube videos without mm -hmm. it, that blue light's just hitting your eyeballs, just going, You're not gonna sleep tonight. You idiot. You're not gonna sleep. <laughs> you're not gonna sleep. It's tonight. like little Michael Myers <laughs> knives. Just, yeah. You're not gonna sleep. You're not gonna sleep. I have like when I work, I have a wall of screens in front of yeah. me. And I was wearing my contacts for like two weeks and I, I didn't understand why I was having yep. like why I didn't feel as good. And I had to I literally had to take my contacts out put back on my Felix Grays, and then I'm going to have to order a pair of non-prescriptions so I can I wear contacts. You. I told you. <laughs> I'm serious. I told you, man. These glasses are stylish, affordable, and they look like normal eyewear. People wouldn't even know you're wearing special filtering glasses, but you'll be glad you did when you realize all the negative effects that blue light has on you. Don't be afraid to reach out to us about fit, style, color, all that stuff. We'll tell you the truth. Yeah, non-prescription prescription available. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash confused. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash confused. Free shipping, free returns free exchanges get it yeah that's right. a deal that's a deal scene two dr evil assembles his team and discovers his henchman number two has developed VirtuCon, the legitimate front of evil's empire into a multi-billion dollar enterprise uninterested in business dr evil conspires to steal nuclear weapons and hold the world hostage for money dr evil meets his son scott evil who was artificially created using his frozen semen posing as a married couple powers and kensington track number two in las vegas and meet his italian secretary alada vagina mm -hmm. This 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 uh, Will Will Ferrell like when yes. he's burned alive and he's Mustafa. Oh, I think I'm okay. I, I I'm think badly burned. <laughs> I'm still alive, but I'm very badly burned. If you could send someone down, I would be greatly appreciated. Please. Oh, oh! You shot me in the leg. You shot me. <laughs> you shot me right in the arm. <laughs> you see, I designed this. I designed this, and if you could just open up the escape hatch, it'd be great. <laughs> It, it, it's just, it's like sets the table for Will Ferrell yeah. moving forward. That <laughs> yeah. is Will Ferrell. And I do specifically remember seeing this being like, this is hilarious. It's the, it's this so guy is funny. awesome. Yeah. Who is this? Oh, he's that guy on Saturday Night Live. That's amazing. And then you have to appreciate the silence. Like the silence, <laughs> the silence is as much a part of this gag as it as him talking. Well, and it's it's also uh, Mike Myers' reaction as Dr. Oh, Evil. He's yes. just like, <laughs> and then, like, as he's done, he's like, anyway. Oh, I think. <laughs> it's just oh. so good. Ah, ah. <laughs> well, and and the fact that they continue on to like to the next the next movie too when he's when he's like, oh, I fell down this cliff, but I'm uh, I'm still alive, but I've I've broken my leg. It's very it's very I'm gonna, bad. I'm gonna try to get up. I'm, now. Gonna, I'm gonna try to get up, but I just oh, She's <laughs> oh. like, if you could send out some Neosporin or some antiseptic, it's beginning to spell. A little bit like almonds. <laughs> it's so funny, man. And yeah, Dr. Evil's reaction, him just saying, him just being like, some of you I know, some of you, some of you I'm meeting for the first time. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cheers. Yeah. He's yeah, burned. Badly burned. Burned. Badly. badly. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> There's something <laughs> yeah. unbelievably charming to me about Dr. Evil. Yes. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is so weird because like it's he is he's a it, it, the evil character in this movie but like he is the epitome 
of humanize the goons that we've been doing oh in this God. entire podcast. Like his, like how he gets excited about some things, and he's mm. like, when they're doing, they're doing the Lucky Charms thing, and he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is pretty funny. That is kind of funny. yeah. It it's unbelievable. Like he's my favorite character, not just because he's funny, but like. I actually would side with Dr. Evil over Austin Powers almost. Like if 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 the choice was made like here, join my Austin Powers team or Dr. Evil, I'm like, I might go Dr. Evil yeah. on this one. <laughs> like it just seems like a better organization that I'd actually like yeah. to be a part of. And I feel like I could offer a lot of services to him, you know? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I could be uh, a valuable member of his team. I do too. You know? Well, I, I like how it follows the like the formula of James Bond movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um where the bad guy is usually more interesting than James Bond because James Bond is just the character who is always there. Yeah. But Dr. Evil is 100% way more entertaining. And whenever he's on screen, it's the best part of the movie. Yeah. And it's like, it's it, he, I think Mike Myers loses himself more into uh, Dr. Evil than he does Austin Powers. Like, Austin Powers kind of has his thing and it's fun. Like, yeah, baby, Shagadelic, and, cool. and all that's really fun. Yeah. But Dr. Evil is surrounded by other idiots, yeah. too. And <laughs> I think that's maybe what makes it a little bit better because it's, it's him like reacting to idiots like his son, Seth Green. I don't even think of Mike Myers being Austin. I don't yeah, think that's Evil. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even think about it. It's just like, no, that's Dr. Evil. Right. It's I not can, Mike Myers playing Dr. I Evil. can doubt Tyler Dark, right? Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. I, I, it's easy to, for me to believe that you might not see that at first, you know, especially when you're young. Yeah. It, he does. I think he does lose himself a little bit more with Dr. Evil. His, his bald head, gray suit, scar over his eyes, cat on the laps, based on Bond's arch nemesis, Ernest Stavro Blofeld. Portrayed by Donald Pleasance, who also in you in you only live twice. Who Donald Pleasance was in Halloween yes, he was. as the arch nemesis of Michael Myers. Michael Myers. So uh-huh. wait. you wait. see what I'm saying uh-huh. here? So so he Donald Pleasance was who we mimic. Who Mike Myers mimicked the evil character in Austin Powers, but in Halloween he was the good guy chasing evil Mike Myers. Hmm. Mind blowing. You know, there's a lot going on. You here, know, guys. you know I, what I'm saying. There's a lot of things happening, and the circle Spooky isn't connected. Spooky season it is, is here. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. Pumpkin spice lattes for me. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you're wearing a flannel, dude. You're you're into it. You got your UGG boots on, dude. Look, you look I great, love. Man. You're right. I, I mean, I do have my UGGs. I've got my flannel. I'm just missing my pumpkin you get, spice. You got your Han Solo outfit on Fucking right now. I, you dude. look great, dude. <laughs> you know, I got my baby. got my Clocktoberfest from. Uh, Ooh, house. Uh, we need we need more Oktoberfest. Thanks thanks to you actually. Um this is a gift card purchase. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> what do you think about what do you think about Austin Powers and Kensington on the jumbo jet and like the spinning bed and shit like that and he's he's uh he's making this there we're we're referring to James Bond and his his uh, male mannerisms of like, well, every woman wants to sleep with me, and yeah. I like, I like that it doesn't happen there too. But I also love the spinning bed and how awesome Mike Myers is at flipping around and turning <laughs> while he's spinning Don't around. Don't you? <laughs> 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 amazing. I love, I love the turbulence. Like, oh no, I fell over. <laughs> I fell, I fell over. over again. It's like he's, he's such a bastard, and I get like there's there's so many people. Maybe this is what you were going to talk about, but there's so many people while I was like just going through reviews of just like oh the like the the sexual just the harassment yeah, like yeah. of of Austin Powers, and it's like 
I know. I know what you're talking about. Okay. It's like, bitch, I know. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, that's the joke. Okay. Like you, you've got to be able to let it go for at least just a moment. They're on a spinning bed for Christ's sake. A spinning bed. Spinning bed. This is, this is, that's funnier. That is funnier and more out there than, than the, the massage bed in a motel. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's it's that obnoxious. So just please, just allow the, the let the joke be the joke, and try not to take it too much further than just what was intended in the moment. It's, right? It, I would argue that it's less offensive than actual James Bond movie. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent, because it's spoofing it. Are you kidding me? And then I also like that there is to a certain degree. That this is working on Vanessa. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> you see it. Well, he turns around, and goes. Mm. He's not like physically uh, asserting himself on it. Like he's playing. You know, yeah. oh, I fell, I fell over, over, I fell over, and then she's actually kind of charmed by it. Which, like, it's the it's also funny because he's pr- objectively ugly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, it's very funny because he's not it. Sean Connery. Yes. Yeah, because because he gave he gave kids like me hope. Okay. Yeah. When you I, have to gab, man. Yeah, you gotta be just, charming. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have. You gotta be funny. No exactly. fear. No fear. Exactly. No fear whatsoever. Yeah. You just gotta do it, man. Yeah. So you, you gotta be confident enough to say, oh, I'm gonna try my shot. I guess. Yeah. I don't know, but I'll probably fail anyways." <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad that Seth Green is in this movie. I just absolutely loved his his intro and every scene he's in with Doctor Evil and their relationship together. the The shushing scene is just so good. Apparently, that was just improv between I, the two. And I saw a thing. I think he said that uh, thirty or forty percent of the whole movie was improv. Wow! Like uh, wow. Frau Farbis and uh, uh, the Lucky Charm thing. She, she made that yeah, <laughs> like I love that. And you can tell they go off script. Like you can feel it, and it's especially in this Scott. moment too. Is it, is it, but I, you, it's so fucking good. I don't good. even know you. How, <laughs> how, I mean, this is, again, this is just a testament to the quotability of this movie. And I think, I think a great quotable movie is when you're taking it out of context, it's clearly not as funny. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're trying to explain it to a friend. If you, if you can't properly explain it to a friend, that means it's amazing quotability. In my <laughs> opinion, I know that's a very backwards thought process. But to be able to say, like, you want to quote this so bad to a friend, but out of context, it's not funny. It's not funny. Is shows you how funny this movie is. Yeah. That's in my mind, personally. And the shush, the shush thing. I've got a whole bag of shush <laughs> with your <laughs> name on it. When he goes, just the, again, the doctor, when he, when he goes, I'm cool, I'm hip, I'm with it. I'm with it. Like, how do you not laugh at that? Well, don't look at me like I'm freaking Frankenstein. Give your father a hug. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking good, man. Like, he's just so, he's just like, every time. Dr. Evil's there is my favorite scene, but then you add like a Seth Green and, yeah. and, and a Will Ferrell. It's just like unbelievable. And Frau Farbissen. And Frau Farbissen, yeah. So good. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, I like when they go to um, uh, Vegas. Yep. Especially like what she was wearing, uh, I think it was on the plane. I just want to point out, it was like a turtleneck tank thing, yeah, like yeah. A, a turtle tank. Turtle tank. I the guess 90s, bro. you would say. Tank turtle. Uh, but when he's walking the halls of the casino... <laughs> He's like, oh, what do you say? Uh, he's like, oh, hey, there you are to some yeah, random dude. He's are. like, he's like, oh, uh, hi, do I know you? Hi, do I know you? No, but there you are. I love, 
love that. Anytime, let's be honest, if you've ever been in Vegas and you're on your first night there and you're walking through a casino, that is how you act. Oh, it's yeah. It's like, yeah, what's Vegas, up? Baby. About to take this casino down. Fucking own this to Boji. Bachelor party. Yeah, we're here. Uh, and they go to the table to meet number two in uh, a lot of vagina. A lot of vagina. Uh, oh, lot he, of I forget what he says his name is. He's like, and this is my wife, Oprah. <laughs> my name is Richie Cunningham. This is for my wife, Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> Which means he's been watching a little bit of TV since he's yeah. been, because Oprah would not have been around in he's 67. He's trying to right. catch up. Like, and trying I, to catch up. And I, I even think, I think even Happy Days was like 70s. I don't even know if it was 60s. Was it 60s? Was Happy, Happy Days 60s? Fuck, maybe. Well, I, yeah. My name is Richie Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> Oprah. Uh, but the card game is... Very funny to me. Yep. We have the soup Nazi. Yep. By yeah. the way. Larry Thomas. Larry Thomas. Yes. And they, I think that's why he got cast. They in said this. they said that they just loved him in Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, Do you want to be in our movies? Like, yeah. Yeah, I do. Five. <laughs> I'll stay. <laughs> I suggest you hit sir. <laughs> you have five. I also like to live dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually a very funny thing because you're only playing against the dealer, and it's just like, okay, <laughs> he's probably got twenty. That's yeah, he's, rules he's, of blackjack, he's showing so tens. So you can't, like, you can't bust. You might as well take one more and correct. see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, I, I admit, I'm not um, very much of a gambler. <laughs> it's it's the stay. It's like I'll stay. <laughs> and gesture. I love a good shitting scene. Tom Arnold. Uh, very good, uh, fun shitting scene. He's like, uh, who does number two work for? He's like, yeah, that's right, buddy. You show that. You show that turd who's boss. That's so, it's so good. That um, was all pretty much improv, I guess, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. I guess he says, uh, he says at one point, he goes, uh, courtesy flush here, yeah. which I guess is not really like a mainstream known term. But somebody asked him about it. He's like, oh, that's an Iowa thing. Like, he even, ah, he, he's from Iowa, he's in case you Tom don't know. Arnold, yeah, Tom yeah. Arnold's very Iowa proud. I had a beer with him once at a tailgate outside yeah. Kinnick Stadium. And oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, Tom Arnold, he's like, hey, what's up, man? Did you, you ask him about his uh, performance I in did. Austin Powers? Yep. I was like, so wh- when you said courtesy flush, was that just like a thing in the script, or did you make that up? He's like, I made it up. And everybody's like, what's that mean? I'm like, oh, it's an Iowa thing. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. And then he went in the game. Beer bong! Beer bong! Beer bong. <laughs> Another gag that's just unbelievably funny to me is the when they wake up and Austin Powers is naked in the back background and they're oh, gosh. and uh, Kensington is like you know keeping his penis from being in the scene with her body. Yes, I love and these. like the best part that I didn't notice like she dangles her finger. Like she's got her, she's got her hand on this, and when he walks up to it, she like dangles oh, her finger like that, very phallically, and then eats the sausage. I guess that, that took like almost an entire day. It's to so film good. That scene. It's so worth it. it. It's it's one of the best gags that they like. I think they were like have a reoccurring one too, like yeah. all, throughout kept, three kept movies. Going. Um, it's so it's so funny, and yeah. I, I like how they bring it back later on as we we'll get yep. to as well. Yep. But it's it's worth it. I love. It's like um, it's it's more of a like a. A Buster Keaton kind of thing, or like yeah. a Charlie Chaplin thing, where he's like doing just doing mirroring somebody else or something. You know, it's 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 a really really clever thing yeah. to yeah. do. It's very well done. I, I imagine really hard. They they said that he uh, Austin Powers had uh, Mike Myers had had things on the carpet to where he would go and stand. So he had like markers. Oh, so that he was nice. always in the same place. But but uh, Elizabeth Hurley like 
she had to pretty much know where she was and exactly her movements. So it it took like an entire day, and they were scared they weren't even going to get it. Oh also, gosh. that entire scene was filmed in the Church of Scientology. <laughs> of course. Yeah. What? Yeah, like apparently they had. That Listen, was back weirder when they, things have happened in dude, that place. Back when they were were coming around in the in the late nineties, they had this like celebrity center that could be used for whatever you wanted if you were super oh important, so God. that they could sort of like be like, see how cool we are. This is great. So they apparently just like rented the the room out in there and filmed that scene Gosh, inside gross. of it. I don't like this movie. What a, that is maybe the most obnoxious fact we've ever had on this show. Are we done? We're so <laughs> like, close I to episode 100. Are we done? I think we've capped it, guys. <laughs> I, hey, we don't need a episode 100. We'll give you guys all your ticket money back yeah. for the live show. Out of all uh, the facts there are of any movie ever made, that like, is the most obnoxious one. Yeah, I we think. filmed this in the Church of Scientology. Why? <laughs> apparently, apparently, we're going to have to pay for it. a place that they just let this happen. Well, just uh, blood money. Man. What was her name? M- Mimi Rogers. She's Mimi the one that Rogers, played Mrs. Yeah. Kensington. Yep. Mrs. Kensington. She was a Scientologist, so I think she may have hooked that she up. Was, she was married to Tom Cruise. Oh, at the time? Yeah. One of Tom Cruise's no nine kidding. or ten wives, yeah. I think, Which, that he's had his uh, whole life. He would go on to be in Goldmember. That's that's right. Oh, that's right. Oh, my Weird. gosh. It's amazing how we love Tom Cruise after Tom, after Top Gun Maverick came. Top out, Gun Maverick so good. It it's, is. It's such a good movie. It's I'm so, sorry. So D- don't rent it. Go buy it. I've already suggested that to one person, and they were already satisfied. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, let's move on to scene three. After doing some more reconnaissance, Powers and Kensington have an intimate evening on the town. After she falls asleep, Powers infiltrates Vagina's penthouse suite <laughs> and <laughs> infiltrates and discovers Doctor Evil's plans. Vagina discovers Powers and seduces him to learn his identity. Austin Powers has trouble adapting to the world 30 years later, and Dr. Evil fails at his relationship with his son, Scott. Just like Bond, this is probably my favorite reference, whether they meant it or not, to a Bond, to Bond films, is the like, hey, the, um, the, the nuclear weapon's going to go off tomorrow, and we still haven't found it yet. <laughs> Let's spend the whole evening going out to eat and, <laughs> and just having an into. They did it in fucking Goldeneye. Yeah. Remember? They were like on the You're island, right. and they're like, we're just going to have an intimate evening tonight. Mm. We're going to stay in tonight. <laughs> a little staycation. <laughs> You're here to get the nuclear weapon. I've always wanted to be in, be in like Havana. Yeah. Oh, this is great. A sunset drive in the BMW. It's we've, like, we've got time to kill while tomorrow, literally, yeah. time is trying to be killed by somebody. Yeah. Today, Let's time not, not of the essence. Tomorrow, time of the essence. Time of the essence. How this works. It's just, it just, it's, it certainly opens up like the floor for all the tropes of all the Bond movies, of all the spy movies, of everything that possibly could happen. And like, I, I just, it's it is this is this is definitely one of those moments though um when they're like out front of a hotel spying for yeah, they did that I think that yeah they did that a little earlier but yeah they were spying and they're like taking photos of her yeah it's like he's like my god Vanessa and I was like yeah yeah no she's very attractive like knew that. that you're just like you're just like you know this is Elizabeth Hurley <laughs> at this point in like my life you're you're like oh man yeah this is how I'm starting to uh, understand what girls are. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, of course. And then, and then the whole montage. I, I, uh, I love the montage, the Vegas montage, very yeah. much. So it's a, it's a lot of fun, and you're wondering why they're doing it the whole time. The same thing, yeah. yeah. But you're still like, in. like you say, you're just, you're just like you're spending a night in Vegas. 
just going on the town. Getting ha- they get back to the hotel room and, and they're both. She's having hammered. a great time. And she's very charming in this scene yeah. too. Like her just just kind of laughing at his jokes and having yeah. fun and like, oh, this is so great. Oh, the, and and they're playing Twister. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. My, my wife walked in right as that scene started. She's like, what are you watching? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, playing Twister. I understand. <laughs> um, uh, the guy who plays uh, pretty much the Bond villain, the hat throwing guy, yep. but he throws a shoe in this. Yep. Joe, Random task. Random task. Thank you. <laughs> Joe's son, have you read? Did you read about him at yes. all? It's really weird because um, we haven't talked about him yet, and I kind of want to get him in there. But uh, he uh, is a is a felon. He's a, he's a convicted felon, and okay. he did something like way back in the day, like in ni- in ninety or something like that. He tortured a nineteen year old. Tortured and voluntary manslaughter. He went uncaptured until two thousand eight when a DNA match linked him to the to the the crime from ninety. And then uh, he's sentenced to an additional 27 years for murdering his cellmate. Hit it! If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I was gonna, I was gonna name him anyway as my most punchable face because there's not many there's like, not punchable many. faces no, in this. No, so no, my no. my reasoning for wanting to punch punch random task was the cracking of his neck. That always drives me crazy when he... Yeah. Like, I don't like when people do that. So I was really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> yeah. And then I read that, and I was like, fuck that guy. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I read that, and then it was, it's just a weird thing. Like, I, want, I want a documentary on this guy now. I know, right? I wonder if there's one. Because he was like a professional boxer, yeah. like MMA fighter kind of thing. Um you remember our friend Josh Bruss? Yeah, he looks like he kind of looks like Josh. Bruss He's a got a Josh Bruss vibe to him, that for uh, sure. Pretty inside baseball. Sorry, everybody out there, yeah. but I will punch his face, not yeah. because of Josh Bruss. But you, you in on that? I'm with you, Joseph. Right, the only other person that I thought was uh, well, I had two actually. Oh damn! So I, I, I'm sorry. I kind of started to stack I here, guys. Any. I apologize. Uh, number one was the tour guide. <laughs> and volatile chemicals. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. He's like, and then like when he like when he calls it in, he's like, uh, I can't remember even his name. He's like, we have a problem. <laughs> okay, I'm, so, I'm on board on that. He's gonna like that one, and then the the countdown guy. But only the countdown guy. Two, one. <laughs> Like after he's been through everything and he's just still sitting there counting. So in my mind, in these movies, then there's a person that if you just take out the person who's counting down, then you will stop the countdown. So I feel like I want that joke to happen in a spoof movie. Uh, as yes. long as you take out the guy who's who's counting everything down, you'll stop the clock. I there like you go. That a lot. Insta- yeah, yeah. Instead of having to hit the the stop button. Yeah. At one on the nose. You know, I, I think it. that's great, right? So if, there, it, if there is no countdown, there is no Correct. anxiety. There is no there is no uh, eventual blowup. Two, <laughs> one. No. It looks like it looks like when an experiment goes wrong in Bill and I. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that was my other punchable face, guys. When they're still in the hotel room, though, like and he does the oh I tripped, <laughs> like yeah. when he falls on the bed again. But before that, when he does the escalator mm-hmm. and the and the elevator and Iconic. the canoe. Oh my god. That is pure genius. <laughs> yeah. He does that the, the canoe especially. Like you're like, is he in oh, a canoe? Yeah, it's like he that's really good. It looks He's really like awesome. You know what? <laughs> and he kinda he doesn't just go at a steady pace. He kinda go he kinda speeds up and yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh you know what? 
I think I'll take the elevator. <laughs> Looks at his watch. I love that. Yeah. I used to do that for girls in elementary school and, and middle oh, school yeah. all the time. I thought like I thought I was really good Did at it. Did it work? No, well. Look at me now. Look at me now. <laughs> on a podcast. Yeah. Um, a very successful one. Hey, whatever. Good for you, man. Thanks. Proud of you. Um I so this is another point where like I don't think he's as bad as like James Bond. Like she's hammered and he's like, Oh, I can't. I don't want to do it, you know? Um, but then he goes to a lot of vaginas and uh like he farts in the in the in the thing yep. and she's like, How dare you break wind before me? It's like, is that a thing? Is that a is that like a thing? Like you're not supposed to fart? Are you like? Is it like it's a? Because am I missing something on like on first dates or something like that? Like you're not supposed to fart before them. I, I <laughs> should we? Because uh, I always farted. Is there a way? And they left. So so this is the, this is this is the part. This is the part in episodes where Sean is so good at this that I don't know if, when he's doing a bit. So it's hard for me to continue a bit if you're not doing the bit. Yeah. And so you think it's before you before me? Like you did it. Like before, I had a chance to do it. Yeah, yeah fart, like fart before me or fart in front of me. At what front of at me. what point in a conversation with a woman or just like anybody, I guess do do we agree that you're gonna fart before I do? Your the depth the depth of this in your brain is <laughs> is maybe my favorite thing because I love that you take these things there, and it's the idea of like, well, we're starting a relationship. Yeah, and so but everybody waits to fart in front of their person they're in a relationship with. Yeah, no, like I mean, I, I commend her for wanting to do it. Just get it out of the way. Yeah, just like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to wait. I don't want to like have like f- five, six weeks before like we're actually comfortable enough with each other. Let's yeah. just get it out of the way and fart right now. <laughs> but I get, I respect that. I think she's actually a good woman. Well, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. And this is... This is the problem. This is, the, <laughs> this is why I can't do this anymore. This is the problem because this is how I thought as a kid. <laughs> this is what I thought as a kid when he said that. How do you do it before me? Or she says, how dare you break wood before me? And he, and he says, his response is, I'm sorry, babe, I didn't know it was your turn. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so the idea that he, I don't, I'm sorry. This is really funny to me, and I, it shouldn't be, guys. I really do apologize, but the fact that it's not its not you did it in front of me. How dare you break wind in front of me? Before. Man, before, before me. me. <laughs> before me. How, and, and the idea of, how, like, you've laid your sword before someone. Yes. <laughs> like, you've revealed, you've revealed your soul. <laughs> like, that's equivalent to saying I love you is farting before oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would argue You're that sometimes enough. farts come before I love you. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they yeah, do. yeah, yeah. Because that's how you really know you love someone. I think that's how you earn it. Ladies out there, do you prefer to do it first? Because males are usually the ones that say "I love you" first. So, do you fart first, and then we can fart? So, anyway, Carrie Fisher is awesome. <laughs> Carrie in this Fisher's movie. in this Dude, movie. Yeah. Could not believe Carrie Fisher is <laughs> so <movie>. good. <laughs> this is why you love us, folks. This is why you love us, folks. There's a lot of podcasts that have covered Austin Powers. I, I do have a mystery. note on my thing that says Carrie Fisher. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, one of the most, I think probably like the best Dr. Evil scene in, in, in this whole movie is him and in in his like uh, uh, background. Yep. yep. 
Summers in Rangoon. Yes, it is so Luge fucking lessons. good. But it's it's also great to see Carrie Fisher and like it's just like so random. It's completely random. That had to be like a Lauren Michaels thing, maybe or something. Maybe like yeah. you know, getting him involved. Or I was trying to like Mike, make, through Mike Myers and through all that stuff. Maybe. I was trying to make the connection. I'm like, no, no Star Wars people. I, I don't know. Yeah. You and know she's what? just like she's just there among you know all what? the other cameos. This is this is what Mike should have said to us when we were still talking about the break when they you know what? We have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop. <laughs> we have to stop. And I again I love the idea of taking one thing, flipping it on its head, giving it a whole nother meaning. The fact that of but but Scott, who's going to take over the world when I die? You see, I love the way he said that. Who's going to take over the world when I die? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing of he's like, there's a lot of meaning inside of that. There's a lot of meaning. Like, and everyone else is like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. And all the dads are like, No, I get it, I get it, you know, the world on my shoulders and shit. <laughs> it's yeah. just like it's like it's no, it's not that deep. <laughs> well, I don't think he's like trying to kill him. No, I've been no, actively I've been, trying to kill him. I've been trying to kill him. <laughs> the boy is quite astute. <laughs> yeah, but, but he's quite wily like his old man. Uh, I guess Seth Green, <laughs> his the way he wanted to take on this role was as a drama. So okay. like like yeah, that okay. that was how he prepared for this role like because notice not, like he, nothing's funny to him <laughs> in this movie funny. yeah he's like seriously like no this is bullshit I like that and I, I really I do like, a it's a weird juxtaposition of them in this scene it, the first scene I know we did we we only kind of touched on it a little bit but the first scene uh, when he comes out of that room <laughs> and he's got a Nirvana shirt on Nirvana shirt <laughs> there's always like that Nirvana riff I know it's just like some, a variation some, of some it some off brand Nirvana <laughs> playing in his room or something that and, and he's great value Nirvana. wish.com wish. <laughs> wish. Nirvana. Nirvana so what is that like better like, than Ezra uh, like like yeah. <laughs> Candlebox <laughs> hey I like Candlebox <laughs> uh, but when he comes out and like Scott I'm your father and and he's just like, because it feels very forced almost. But now hearing that that he wanted to approach it as drama when he says, "I have the first thing yeah. out of his mouth, I haven't seen you my whole life. I don't even know <laughs> you. Like, I don't even know you. And now you just come back into my life and you just expect a relationship. I hate you. Dick. <laughs> it's so good. It is such a funny thing to think now that he I just, hate I'm, you. I'm going to do this as a drama, <laughs> like freaking like days of our lifestyle. What, that is amazing. What does Scott want to be when he grows up? Like he doesn't want to take over. He wants to be a veterinarian no. or something. Yes. Like animals. Yeah, yeah. Animals. An evil veterinarian? An evil, an evil petting zoo? <laughs> no. It you always do that. You always do this. <laughs> Invented the qu- things like inventing the question, question mark. <laughs> I love that um, line so much. Lessons. He always made outlandish like claims, like he invented the, the question, question mark. mark. <laughs> Who fuck thinks of that, dude? That's so good. Mike Myers barely. I'm afraid. I'm afraid the details of my life are quite inconsequential. Inconsequential. All right. So scene four: Powers and Kensington infiltrate the VirtuCon headquarters, but are apprehended by Doctor Evil's henchman, Random Task. Meanwhile, the United Nations accede to the demands of Dr. Evil, who proceeds with his plan nonetheless. Powers and Kensington escape Dr. Evil's death trap, and Kensington is sent for help. While searching for Dr. Evil, Powers is confronted by the fembots. Powers seduces them with a strip tease that makes them explode! Explode. Get it? Huh? Get yeah, it? All right. Yeah. Uh, I like when they, they're on this uh, trolley or whatever, 
as tourists. Um, he's dressed as basically uh, the love guru, the no- another movie oh my character. Gosh, come right. up later. Yeah. Um, but uh, when these, when these, those two henchmen, I guess uh, the the woman and the and the gal, they are yeah. complete opposite sizes <laughs> yeah. of both of them, <laughs> and they come out in perfectly fitting clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I love these that they they are just allowing themselves to make these kinds of jokes. They're very funny, like, and it's fun to laugh at and just enjoy. And I love the guy. I actually like as much as he is a punchable face to me. I love the guy's delivery and performance. The short, small role that this guy has. Yeah. He's just like, welcome to Virgicon, the company of everything. <laughs> Which, why, like, why are they doing like, tours anyway? <laughs> exactly. And he's just like, and you want to keep this a little secret probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. But they're just opening it up to the public. And uh, By the way, Virgicon also has a... Uh, 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 factory in Chicago that makes <laughs> miniature fa- miniature models of factories. <laughs> I do, mm, do I love? Oh, naturally. <laughs> oh, naturally. Naturally. I love in the in the. I think it's the third one. It eventually becomes like a CAA or a CCA. The and it's like um and they're in Hollywood now and they're like yeah Virgicon has actually taken over like all of the agency companies for actors and that's awesome. why how they get away with like Tom Cruise in the beginning and stuff like that. <laughs> oh my God. It's like a nefarious kind of thing that like the all the agents are horrible to the actors and shit it's fun when, when they finally capture them and like this this is my favorite like the worst part about james bond movies is yeah. when they're like yeah we're going to put them on this platform that's going to slowly lower into a pit of crocodiles but we won't watch why don't right. you just take them in the back and we'll both shoot them it'll be fun i have a gun in my room we'll we'll bring them out boom boom, boom. We'll shoot them together. It'll be fun. It's like <laughs> that. That is the best. Calling that out is the best. And then, for me. and then, even the best line. The the best lines again. It just comes back to, and this is this is two actors, two phenomenal comedy actors coming at it from obviously now. Now I know different angles. One coming at it from a drama drama side, and the other one just trying to be this character. He's like, I'm just going to put him in an easily escapable plan. What? what? You know, he's like, I have a gun in my room. We'll, call, we'll, we'll do it together. It'll be fun. And he's just like, Scott, you don't get it, dude. You just don't get it, do you? You That's don't. so Lord Michaels right there, apparently. <laughs> you don't. You don't. <laughs> I guess the the sharks with laser beams is like a direct thing of Lorne Michaels, essentially, where like they'll deny it to this day, but like that is how he would act about certain things about the set, like the night of Saturday Night Live. Can we just get some sharks with some freaking laser beams? Yeah. Like he would just lose his shit about something so unnecessary. Yeah, I, I get did. it. I believe every every animal deserves a warm meal. <laughs> Sea bass. Are they ill tempered? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a start. You feel you like feel for Doctor Evil. Know, you're, you're, like, you're really you're like, like, he just wants guy. it. Like you know, he has been frozen for this long. Let's his be real. Son, his son hates him. He yeah. can't get what he wants. He doesn't know the value of a dollar. Yeah. Like one, he accidentally says one million. Dude. The entire United Nations laughs at him. Uh, yeah, I, li- I love how he looks at number two. He's like one hundred billion dollars. By the way, a million dollars. Okay, all right. Nineteen ninety-seven. In ninety-seven. Even right now, it's like a little over eight million. Okay. In ninety seven, it's like four point eight million dollars. Okay. 
Still not that much money. Still not. <laughs> for an evil person to hold the world hostage. Yeah. Like, the world. The I'll, world. I'll hostage? kill the world unless I have four point eight million dollars. Yeah, unless you give me four point like come on. <laughs> like it's up still, the ante a little bit. It's not there's a lot that, of money out there. It's not that intense. It, you know? And that's the funny thing is VirtuCon, what he says is makes like nine billion dollars <laughs> a year. Nine billion dollars a year. It's like why Nearly. why are well. we even doing this right now? You're, you dude, we just made a great company for you. We just do well. Back. We do very well. <laughs> We're really good, man. It, it does come back to like the beginning of 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 why why this is even happening. Why does this have to happen? Why can't he just do evil things? Like there's no point to his <laughs> plan. No point. There's zero point to his plan other than to just like he should just let this company continue to go. Yeah. that he's just been building all these years while he's been gone and and there's no point to this the whole plot is Austin Powers is trying to stop Dr. Evil but what the hell is Dr. <laughs> evil trying to accomplish and it's nothing he's being evil for evil's sake he's man. just evil for evil's sake you gotta have evil that's the best explanation that you could possibly have on this movie Do- Dr. Evil Dr. Evil <laughs> is filling a role okay and if no one's going to fill it, then he's going to. Yep. Okay. There's got to be a yin and yang. A it's yin like and it's like yang. when we just, we were thinking about doing this podcast, and I did my research, and I was like, no one, there's no podcast out there that talks about classic movies. <laughs> we need we need this in the world. There's, there's no there, there's no podcasts who are doing classic movies. <laughs> no one. So in turn, we'll do classic movie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on TikTok a couple weeks ago, I, I put up the scene from Monty Python, the the storming of uh, of the castle of Swamp yeah, Castle, yes. and I was basically like funniest scene in movie history, kind of a thing, you know. And uh, many people agreed, but the one the one scene that came out from a lot of people were like, while I think this scene is funny, there is one that is better. And it is the golf cart scene in Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. And I and at that point I had kind of forgotten about that. Yeah. I, it wasn't registering on me. That that is unbelievable to yeah. me. I mean, like our producer today, he just said that he references that yes. that act as an Austin Powers. An Austin right. Powers. Like that I mean, it's just so synonymous with this. It might be the greatest joke in this movie for some reason. Yes. I don't know how. Alex called it a verb. Right. Yeah, he's like, I'm doing a verb. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, I'm Austin powering right now in this parking lot or something. Yeah. And it's true. We've all been there. You, yeah, you're, you're just get caught in this, in this, and it's, it's hilarious. It transcends, it transcends the movie. The fact that this joke can be brought out like it that might, into well, the world. You know what it is? It could be like the most like universally known <laughs> joke yeah. of the movie From i guess the like everyone's kind of always done this maybe yeah. or everyone knows like how that would be fucked up you forget, forget but to i put love it in reverse and look yes <laughs> yes i love <laughs> How they cut away from it. Yes. They cut away from it and do like some Dr. Evil stuff and they cut back to it and he's just like so perpendicular with the whole yeah. thing. Which is impossible. It's not yeah. possible. It's true. Like coming back to it is what's so funny. Is, is even he's somehow funny. <laughs> yeah. Did you read about where they filmed that at? Uh uh-uh. uh. So they filmed, they found some uh, uh, like electrical substation. It wasn't a Scientology. No, like, it was parking not. Lot. No, okay. I promise. I'm never going to ruin the podcast again. <laughs> it was some like secondary power station somewhere out in California 
where it ne- it's never being used, but it's there in case something happens. Mm. And so they were going to film it. It looked like this evil factory, and it was pretty much vacant. But when they were filming it, some like mega uh, like brownout happened on the other power station, and they had to enact this power station. So it was like unbelievable decibel levels of a working power station where they all had to wear hearing protection until it was like ready for action. Wow. And that like everything there was redone audio, pretty much everything in that entire inside of, Holy of shit. the factory. Wow. Is that crazy? And I guess wherever they did film that little like car back and forth was like a very important location and they had to specifically choreograph it because they couldn't run into something they didn't mean to run into or it would have caused some major damage to something. It was it's wow. a whole ordeal you know of what? filming that. I was looking up on YouTube and there was like some behind the scenes footage of yeah. just like them and that it looked like just like a parking like, lot basement yeah. kind of thing. Like I think that's what you're uh, talking about. But you could hear the person, the Jay Roach I, I, I imagine, say action like really fucking loud. Really loud. And then like they would be doing lines but you couldn't hear a damn There thing. it is. And yeah, that wow. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, nuts, huh? But that scene that scene's incredible. Yeah, I, I still do so I agree with you. I think it's it's probably the most iconic scene of the franchise almost. I, I you think know? you're right. I and although it's not as big, I think one that I just can't gloss over because he's also one of my f- favorite comedic people. Honestly, like it's shocking how much I love his like delivery and comedic presence is Michael McDonald as yeah. the security guard yeah. that gets run over by the steamroller. <laughs> it is maybe what <laughs> Get There's out of the still way. time. No! <laughs> Get out of the way. No! Dude, his Mad TV, he was my favorite Mad TV guy besides Will Sasso. Oh, dude. It's like that that man, I I think there's only one other person in the world who doesn't break as much as him and it's Steve Carell. And it's but but Michael McDonald, if you watch Mad TV, if you watch anything, he will never break. That man is a is an absolute like vault of just not breaking and it is everything he does is phenomenal it's so good and so this line this this part although very small and short-lived no pun intended (laughs) is very 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 funny man i loved it so much michael mcdonald was in halloween kills oh yeah yeah which means he is the only person on the face of this earth to get killed by michael (laughs) myers (laughs) two different michael myers God damn it. <laughs> or did you have that? No, no. I'm just so happy right now. <laughs> oh I just thought everybody should know that. I don't know where I found that. Like, that's not me. I like, I, I found said, that somewhere. I think I saw that when Halloween Kills was coming out. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. It's amazing. It's amazing stuff right there. I, I hope he, I hope he, as time goes by, he is the oh. only man. Yeah, do not do this anymore. What's Who's his, char- his baby character in Matt TV? L- Oh, uh, Stewart. 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 <laughs> I want Stewart to go down as the actor. Yes. To yes. have that stat. Ugh. I love that. <laughs> pretty amazing. Uh, anything about the fembots? I mean, that's a. Oh, pretty, gosh. I right. just love. Time. I like when they get uh, when they get introduced. I think it's earlier. It's a really cool music moment. Uh, it starts playing as they like uh, Doctor Evil's giving them exposition and talking about them and everything. And then when the henchmen come in, uh, the song goes, "All right, ladies, keep walking." And <laughs> Are then, you ready, boots? Yes, yes, that's keep it. walking. And then they start doing the thing. I'm like, that's a cool music yeah. moment. They didn't, you know, they it, didn't. It's a very, it's, it's a, a very well laid out. Yeah, yeah, it's very right. well timed. I liked it. I'd get killed by a fembot. Fuck yeah, why not? You know, if there's one way to go out, I guess you know, it's you know, dive between the thighs. I've, right? tip that's bullets. what I've always said. <laughs> <laughs> tip bullets or thighs. Tip bullets. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ten bullets for thighs. What do you want? That's a shirt. Ten a shirt. I don't know. You don't Mark, do shirts. <laughs> Mark it, Alex. <laughs> I I think it's a, I think it's very funny. I think his I think his performance at that point for the Fembots when he gets caught and everything is very funny. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I about you. He, he must love smokes, taking his clothes dude, off like, too. I mean, I don't know who his wife is, but she's a lucky lady. <laughs> I, honestly, can I? I was gonna say there's like, <laughs> like he's not a bad looking guy. Mike Myers is, a, is he's in like great shape at this point yes. in his career. Like he, like in all honesty, I know it's like oh, it's kind of funny because you know maybe he is like uh, like oh, I don't know what you would say. I, they they try to make him out of shape, but I don't think he's necessarily yeah. like super out of shape or anything. Uh, I think, he's, I think like, he's in great. Like he looks really good, especially for like it's 20, very funny. Twenty twenty two, especially for twenty twenty two. Like ladies are, I, I, they probably swoon over him. I that kind so? of body type. That's kind of that's body I'm going for. I think. I know. I mean, unfortunately, a little I'm, beer battered. Yeah, but I, like not as much. Yeah, just the way I like. I still so flexible. The way I like yeah. my fish fillets. So. Battered. Lightly battered. <laughs> All right. Final scene. British forces raid the underground lair while power... <laughs> I don't fucking know. Well, that's good. I liked it. Outside's great. You know what? How about that? Yeah! <laughs> AJ got the belts. Doesn't seem earned. <laughs> British forces raid the underground lair while Powers deactivates the doomsday device. It was Powers confronts Dr. Yeah. Evil, but Sorry. Vagina arrives holding Kensington hostage. They are interrupted by number two, who attempts to betray Dr. Evil by making a deal with Powers. Dr. Evil uses a trap door to eliminate number two, then activates the Bates, the base's self-destruct mechanism and escapes. Powers and Kensington flee as a nuclear explosion destroys the lair. Powers and Kensington marry while Dr. Evil vows revenge. Uh, Ooh, here's a prop. I don't think this is going to be the prop that any of you would think of, but I am I'm getting on a plane tomorrow, and we maybe together will be getting on a plane sometime soon. Right? Maybe. Uh, I want number two suitcase with the fembots. Like, there's like hair and legs coming out of the suitcase, <laughs> and I want to take that to the airport and just see what happens. <laughs> That's what I want. Why did he have that? I love it. Yeah, he's so he just he's taking a fembot home with him or something. I don't know. Uh, I want I want Austin Powers uh, Walter PPK. First gun Ooh. I think I've ever wanted in, in any movie we've done. But uh, it, it's it, that's what uh, James Bond has. But I want Austin Powers, yes. Walter, yeah. Walter PPK. Yes, of course. You know it's you know it's got like an embellishment on it somewhere. That's oh yeah, like a male symbol. Exactly, like a, exactly. You know, just like something really that says male "yeah, symbol. baby." The male symbol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is the obvious one the penis pump? <laughs> I would say take I take the book. I'd the like book. that as a I coffee table book. book. I, as long as it's yeah, as long as it's signed, I want the coffee table book. How I long that. is that book? Well, it's, it's average size. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Set him up and knock him down. Set him up and knock him down, baby. Just, yeah, he's doing it. <laughs> this is this is a pretty great kind of ending to the movie because at this point, like. It's been a wild ride. It's been fun. I want I want like, Austin Powers jumbo jet. That's it. Oh, you can't have that. <laughs> Jesus. Bullshit. You have an airplane hangar. That's right. As you you have a room full of props from all the movies we've done, and then an airplane hangar. I live, kind of I live five minutes from Cedar Rapids Airport, guys. That's true. Yeah. Do you know what kind of maintenance that jet takes? Like that's like winning a car on Jeopardy, but then having to pay taxes, tags, and registration yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't afford this. <laughs> You're probably right. You should go in debt from being on shows like that. I could live on it. Studio. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, guys. Really great, really great way to end this movie because it's just like 
it's been a fun ride, but it's also like, okay, cool. This is how every Bond movie ends. The, this, this, and the guy gets away in explosions, and we got to hurry up. And like, it's just, it's just very well done. I'm still interested in this movie at this point, but like, I'm glad it's wrapping up. Is yeah, how I was feeling. It's it's an it's also a nice nice length, and you can kind of feel it wrapping up, especially once they get captured. I'm like, okay, there's. 25 minutes left maybe of this movie and i'm like yeah that's great um i do like uh when um uh austin powers does confront dr evil as he like kind of runs away and they're in the they're in the uh, board meeting room he he has some sort of like kind of profound speech that i was like oh shit dr evil says something about uh like a, a a hipster uh, in 90, aging hipster, an aging nothing hipster worse in than an aging hipster. Yeah, and then which Aust- is true. Austin Powers, <laughs> Austin Powers has a thing. He says, uh, "Well, it's freedom and, and responsibility that's that we take over when you know, like uh, if, if we're from a different time and we like we relished like a different time. It's it's about freedom and, and responsibility the entire time uh, as this goes on. I'm like, weird. That's like." Weirdly profound right. and smart for a stupid fucking movie. Hidden inside the stupidity. Yeah, is, I was like, oh, moments. that's kind of weird. Yeah. I liked it. You take it for that moment, and somehow they can pull you out of this just for a moment for him to say, it's like, no, it's like freedom didn't fail, man. It's like, you know, it's like yeah. you know, we have corporations and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. you know, we've, we've, now we've got freedom and responsibility, so it's it's a very cool time. <laughs> There's nothing worse than an aging hipster. It's like, God, you're both right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like, you are both correct. You and are I, both absolutely uh, correct. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah it's kind of weird to think about, too, that, like, in so it was 67 to 97, 30 years, right? This big, like, oh, man, 30-year difference for Austin Powers. So... In five more years, it will be 30 years since 1997. Yeah. Think about that. Just think about that, guys. That would be the equivalent of like them making a movie of somebody in 1997 went 30 years into the future to just five years from now. Yeah. It's like some sort of shock. Because it was a shock <laughs> at that point. Swinging 60s. Whoa. And think about think about how they'll think about how they'll make the '97 people look because they may, they went so far in the swinging swinging London yeah. '60s vibe. It's just gonna be American Pie. It's just <laughs> Dude, everything's cyclical. Yeah, '97 right. everyone was fucking losing their minds too. Yeah, a hundred percent. Come on yeah. now, God. I know it's crazy, but yeah, I mean, like anyway. It, yeah, it's I, I don't have too much else to <laughs> yeah, say at no, the end of this movie. It's like. Uh, it just wraps up, and it, you're like, okay, cool. They they put a bow on it for sure, but it's it's boob shaped, yeah, um, because that's the joke at the end, Got and to. um, and I think it was, you know, the Korean ex wrestler guy, um, uh, random task, and him finishing up the movie, he comes and attacks him one more time, I guess, yeah. and you know, seriously, who throws a shoe? Yeah, I I just I remember like I remember reading a lot about you know, the cosmetics and stuff of Austin Powers. And one of them in particular was the obnoxiousness of his chest hair Mm. when they had to shoot scenes with that and how it's basically, if you look close enough, it's like, it's falling off while she's like (laughs) playing with it. It's gross. Like it's, it's disgusting. And like, it's, it's like, apparently it's just the biggest pain in the ass. It was horribly uncomfortable to, to Mike Myers. And I don't know. At the same time, she was, she had to have, I think you can see like, uh, some, um, uh, 
pasties yeah uh, okay. on her like like a little snippet of it because there was like photographers yeah. on set trying to get like the scoop and like no, put her so dumb. put Elizabeth Hurley's tits on the front cover yeah she yeah. won't care yeah, yeah. also yeah. Uh, Mike Myers hated uh, prosthetic caps so he shaved his head f- to be Doctor Evil. Wow! Like all of his scenes were after the movie, or or maybe afterwards. or maybe that was a wig on uh, Austin Powers. I'm guessing it probably uh, maybe, was. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he he actually shaved his head and committed fully to Doctor. No Evil. kidding. Yeah. If you look at one other thing, if you look at uh, like the stand-in for Austin Powers <laughs> yep. when they're when it's like both of them in the scene, it is completely. It looks like a someone who dresses up as Austin Powers on Halloween. For Halloween, who was <laughs> fucking hammered off his ass. Who bought the overly expensive just, costume just for- like broad shoulders like me just like <laughs> just like out of focus yeah baby <laughs> St- yeah. still still creases in the costume because they did this pulled it out of the bag exactly exactly <laughs> well what do you say boys is that it that's I it for that's me it, man. we have c- dissected this movie scene by scene we've uh, looked mean. at it with a modern eye taking away the nostalgia we got to give it a rating aj what do you think modern day man i just i think it's still a super fun movie i think it's a very comfortable movie i think it's i think it's extremely rewatchable and i think if, especially if you have seen it in the past and you come back and you want to revisit it i think it's like sean likes to say it's like a warm blanket like you Put it, you put it on for a little while, and then you know you're probably ready to go to bed at that point. And um, uh, I think you you will make it most through most of this movie, how it wraps up and all that good jazz. Um, but and they wanted to set up for a sequel. I think that was obvious, or you know have the options. So um, although maybe. Not as funny as I thought as a kid, because I think that's the way that the comedy is tailored. I think I am still really enjoying this movie, so I'm going to give it the 7.5. Dang. All right. Sean, what you got, man? Uh, yeah, man, I think this movie is, like I said, just kind of a warm blanket. Like, even uh, I, I watched this movie not knowing that we were going to do this movie maybe a month ago. Cool. I just wanted to, like, I just felt like rewatching watching like Awesome Powers. And... Um, uh, so for that fact, like I think I, I agree with AJ. Like all, it's it's funny, uh, not like laugh out loud hilarious. Like I'm gonna keep going back to it, just just whatever. But like there will be a certain time in my life where I'm like I want to watch Awesome Powers again, and it's just fine. It's a fine movie. Um, it's not like overly offensive or anything. I hate I hate even using that term because I don't think I can be offended by a movie ever. <laughs> but it's it. It's it, it's it's you know it's ninety seven and it's uh it's a it's a spoof movie of uh movies that I don't really particularly like but it's also kind of a a warm blanket whenever I do watch it. Um, it's a little difficult. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm a straight six. That'll be a three stars on Letterboxd. Straight sixer. Yeah. Uh, I agree. There there's some importance to this movie of how well it did the spoof. And how it basically took yeah. a loved genre and film series, and it's like, and it almost like turned it over to be like we're we spoofed you and we're better than you, <laughs> like it, it would, to where they had to change a film franchise. That's a good point. <laughs> based yeah. on this movie, uh, Doctor Evil is my favorite character of this movie. Um, 
I love him. The rest of it is just like, oh, it's a good movie. Like, it's an okay movie. It didn't, weirdly enough, American Pie made me want to watch the rest of American Pie. This one did not make me want to really? okay. watch the next couple of <laughs> movies. Talking about it today did bring me back up a little bit. But I, I think just in general, I'm with you guys. Like, this is a 6.95 for me. Like, it, it's, it has value, and it should be placed as such. Mm, but yeah. it's not, like, the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Executive producer Tyler Dark says, this is still such a warm one for me, gentlemen. It's so hard to pull myself out of nostalgia, but I'll do my best, and my best still loves this movie anyways. It is the best, being an adult and being able to understand almost all the references and still laughing at the jokes. From the big boy to the probe, I was gig- I was a giggling fool the whole time re-watching this one. This international man of mystery does such an amazing job of creating such uniquely different characters when it comes to Austin and Dr. Evil that I'll stand up for my younger self. It completely feels okay. like two different people. With that though, I'm going to push. I'm going to put my Swedish pump away and give out my modern day review as a solid eight point zero. Wow, yes. nice. So that takes us to a seven point one one, which hey. is God. This is our list. This is our modern day ratings. This is gospel. Seven point one one pops that just above Wayne's World. Wow. 7.1 is Wayne's World. 7.11 is Austin Powers. 7.14 is Spaceballs. I wow. feel okay about that. That's perfect. I think I we fucking nailed it. I feel pretty good about that, right? I think we nailed it. Yeah. Good job, Tyler. Yeah. Thanks, Tyler. You Actually, he's the one that brought that yeah. up a little bit. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for being here. Tune in next Wednesday for another great episode. We are doing Raising Arizona, followed by Ace Ventura Pet Detective. We got a couple of new daddies in this room, all right? We got to talk about it. My Raising Arizona. We got to hit it. And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. Uh, That was our first installment of the I've Never Seen series. We did The Cunning Edge. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which was a lot of fun. Oh, that was the first wow. I believe you guys actually gave it a higher rating than I did, nostalgic <laughs> or modern day, because I was just like, yeah, I used to love this movie. I hate it now. But that is that is a very fun series that we've done and we will continue to do. So yeah. go back, check that out. We also have a voicemail. Call us at 319-804-9596. Here's today's voicemail. Hey, guys. It's Damon from Cedar Rapids. Uh, Sean once filmed me being gutted by a man in a pig mask in a dirty basement, so no big deal. Uh, I just want to say I'm a big, big fan of the podcast. I'm very proud of you guys. It's fantastic. And I couldn't pick one suggestion. I've got three suggestions of movies I'd love to hear you guys do. Number one, Lord of the Rings, one or all of them. Yeah. Uh, Number two, I mean, Grind. Oh, and yeah. number three, the horror show that is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. <laughs> wow. Those are three very uniquely good suggestions, I think. Good to hear from you, Damon. Yeah, I, I, my first short film he was in. He, you and gutted him wearing well, a pig mask? I filmed him being gutted while someone was wearing a pig, pig mask, yes. So we should probably w- review that movie? We should probably review that movie. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay. Oh, wow. Can't wait. <laughs> well, AJ, tell, tell us how everybody can uh, support the show on our way out here, buddy. Guys, make sure you are dropping a review on any podcast platform possible, but you can get us at any social media uh, as well. Just search for The Confused Breakfast. And if you guys need to find us anything that is relevant to what we do, it's just confusedbreakfast.com. Yeah. If you want some merch, if you want a shirt, if you want uh, a coffee mug, for God's sake, um, anything uh, you could probably get, uh, probably, um, I would say confusedbreakfast.com. 
That's the worst one I've done yet. <laughs> also, if you want, if you want to, definitely the worst one. If you want to vote on movies like our Patreon members did for this episode, you can join us at Patreon.com/slash/ConfusedBreakfast. Bonus audio, private Discord, voting on movies. I think you should do that. Do and it. I think we should go. Yeah, let's, let's go. get out of here. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.